You're listening in today to Vera's radio show. And the topic today will be about 50 Shades of Dating. Yes, I would like to introduce to you today my new book. Yes, it is my fourth book. I can't believe it. I'm just so excited. It's just super exciting to me to be sharing with the world my journey and all of my experiences as a person who has been married, divorced, separated, and all in between. And today I just wanted to talk about that because it is really an exciting time for me. And not only that, it's so much hype going on in regard to relationships and situationships. And it's just a whole conglomerate of situations and decisions that we all have to make in any type of relationship that we may be in. And so with that being said, I just wanted to delve in to a couple of topics that was in that is in my book and I don't want you to go away I want you to put your seatbelt on and get ready to hear some things that you may not have heard before yes I get actually really raw in my discussion about relationships because at this point in day and time uh, I mean I'm very transparent and so I would like to give you a little bit of a background on why and how even this journey into writing this book even came about. I found myself divorced several years ago, and I mean, it was just crazy how my emotions were all over the place. But before I even go into that, let me delve all the way into the fact that none of us have had any type of playbook as it relates to relationships growing up. I mean, think about it. When you're growing up as a teenager, and even as a, a little girl, we always played dress up and, and talk about the day that we would get married. Uh, a lot of us even had the uh, play doll houses and the, the kitchens where we could cook in. And we just had all the rolls down pat, but no one really knew the impact of engaging with another person in life. I mean, really, let's just think about it. Did you think that some of your relationships would have ended up the way that it did? Most of us always think that when we get into any type of relationship, that it's, everything is going to be just uh, smooth sailing, never a dull moment. Everything is just going to be perfect. But how many of you know that that's not actually what happens? And I know a lot of you have experienced a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of discouragement, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, because things didn't work out the way you thought it would. See, for me, anything that I start, I always like to finish it because that's just my personality. And when things don't go the way that I planned, I really felt, you know, and felt like, and feel like a failure if things don't work out. I mean, come on, I know that I'm not alone. I know that a lot of you out there feel the same way that I do, but you may not have had the opportunity to share your truth. But here's my truth. I did get married. Two times, yes, I have, uh, <laughs> I call it, it's a running joke with some of my friends, two Super Bowl rings. I have two rings to show the proof that I have some type of experience and some type of expertise in the area of relationships. I also have relationships with being in ministry or working on the job. I mean, come on, all of us have. You, you Bobby, might be at a job right now that you really don't like, and you have to deal with people and that's another relationship. But that's a topic for another, you know, that's another discussion. I just wanna to stick to the thing at hand, talking about the 
a whole conglomerate of just relationships as a whole, because I want to give you a backdrop. I don't want you to just feel like I'm telling you things and saying things to you uh, just to get you hyped and to make myself look like my life is perfect because it's far from being perfect. As I said earlier, you know, growing up, no one ever gave you a manual on how relationships was going to turn out. So what I did was, hey, I met somebody. They looked at me. I looked at them. Hey, you like me? I like you. Yeah, that's hey, why don't we hook up? So at the ripe age in my 20s, I decided to get married the first time around. And I thought this was going to be the end all the be all because, hey, after all, we like each other and I thought that things was going to work out fine and I'm quite sure that gentleman did too, but only to find out that down the road things didn't go so well. As a matter of fact, it ended up in so many bad situations and, and, it, and ultimately, it, yes, it did lead to divorce. But even after that, I figured, hey, let me take some time off. Let me just hang out for a little bit and try to find out who I am find out what I'm made of and, and what are the things that I really like. And, and I took five years off. I took five years off of, after I got divorced the first time, I took five years off of pretty much the dating scene and I focused on ministry and raising my kids. Until one day, I saw this gentleman, uh, he was a tall glass of ain't got good. <laughs> so I said, hmm. And I decided, I said to myself and self said, huh, he's kind of cute, you know, kind of let him know that you like him. So I sashayed my way on over and, and, and not just came right out. Come on, y'all. I didn't come straight out and just tell the person, hey, check this out. I like you. No, I kind of dropped little nuggets here and there for quite some time until after a while, <laughs> he started eating the breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, he, he decided, hey, I like you too. And so... We started this journey not knowing where it would lead us to. And one thing that I have learned about relationships when they don't go so well is to not bash the other person, not try to make it seem like they were such a bad person. I just look at it as it is and say, you know, we both made some, some bad choices. We made some uh, bad mistakes along the journey trying to find out who we were. Because when you bring your life together with someone, you now have to find out how do we do this dance together. And so as the story goes, uh, my second marriage wasn't a bad marriage, uh, but it turned out to be a hot mess. Can I say that again? It was a hot mess. It was so hot of a mess that we separated two or three, four, five times. We've had drawn out arguments and it even came to blows one time. Yes, I said it, but thank God no one ended up going, no one ended up going to jail over it. But we just both decided that, hey, we gave it our best shot. I believe we grew a lot together. And then also we grew a lot apart. And, you know, the rest is history. We ended up breaking up. We ended up getting a divorce. So why am I telling you all that? I'm telling you all of this because this is the foundation of how I came to the place of saying, listen, this is nuts out here. It's really crazy. And life is not meant to be lived alone. Even in the word of God, God said that man should not uh, be alone and live alone. So what did he do? He made a help me. He made a man and a woman to be together, to cohabitate and to have dominion in the earth. I mean, look around. Families are forged every day. There's weddings every day. 
There's people right now, even as I speak, who are finding one another and now they're building a relationship together. And there's someone right now, even as I speak, that may have hit that button, maybe on an online dating app, trying to find that, that special one. Why? Because being alone, it was, it's not, I would say, it's not a normal thing. Yes, we have time to be by ourselves. Yes, I understand that. But then there is a time when we come together to interact with one another. And for some people that like to use this phrase, I don't need anybody, I'm good by myself. I've heard that time and time again, even in my own household, and it's sad to say that my mother used to use the same line all the time. I don't need anybody, I can do it all by myself. But the truth be told, it was hard doing it by herself. It was hard watching my mom take care of everything by herself. She was so handy in the house. She would fix things. She, I even drove up one day and saw her out there working on the concrete. I mean, outside in a hot blazing sun. But at the end of the day, she made her choice. And it's okay that she decided to be like so many of you that may listen in and have that same mindset that I don't need anybody and I'm good by myself. But for some of some of those and like myself who desire to have someone in our lives, just keep listening to this podcast. And I hope that it really blesses you because I'm being as transparent as I can be. I'm being as transparent because I want to help others assist them along this journey to let them know that you're not by yourself. And no, you're not crazy for desiring to have someone. And no, it's not an obsession to desire to have someone. It is a conscious decision that you are making to say, hey, I'm, I'm doing well in my life, right? Some of you are doing great things in the, in the world. Some of you have great jobs. Even though now uh, there's an issue going on in the world, people are still on their grind. People are still being successful. And at times, having a successful life, you would love to share that with someone else who would appreciate and even cheer you on along the journey. So don't feel bad, don't feel guilty. Don't feel that you don't wanna even share your truth with someone to let them know that you do desire to be with someone. And can I, can I give you a sidebar note? And I mean, it's just us talking, right? It's just us, right? I don't even share with some of my closest friends that I desire to be married again. But I guess now the, the, the cat is out the box or the jack is out the box now. I do, I desire to have someone to share my, my highs and lows, my wins and losses, uh, all of the things that life can bring. It's so much better having someone to have that time to be with. And do you know that statistically proven that people who are married, they a lot of times live longer lives. Yes, I said it, you can look it up. It is a known fact. And that most of the time when a man and a woman come together, that in a marriage, a husband, he literally lives longer, why? Because the wife nags him to the point where he goes to the doctor and he makes sure that he follows up with his checkups because guess what? There is someone holding him accountable. And in life, we all need someone to hold us accountable. On your job, you have a boss telling you what to do. 
at home. So if you have children, the children are always reminding you of the things you said that you were gonna do. I mean, the list can go on and on and on, on and on and on. But at the same token, yes, relationships are, are wonderful and they can be such a blessing. But if you don't know mm, the laws of dating, the dating process, that we live in right now, you would be totally frustrated. You would be so unbothered. You would even, for the women, you would even take your wig off and sit it on the side of the bed and say, I've had enough. <laughs> because it is so, I would use that word. Yes, I'm gonna use it. It is so crazy out here. Did I say crazy? It is crazy out here in these streets trying to date trying to navigate this whole thing. And when you go it alone, you, you give up. When you go it alone, you're looking and you're searching and you come to a place where, <laughs> as I said, you would just throw your hands up and say, I've had it and I'm done. So how did Fifty Shades of Dating, how did my book come about? Well, I told you before and I'll tell you again. Through all of the mishaps, all of the crazy things that I've gone through in my marriages, when I became divorced for the second time, I have to be totally transparent at this point. I was so hurt. I was so, I felt hopeless. I felt lost. I felt like I failed in life. Now, I know I didn't. I made some good choices. Let me tell you, I've done some great things in my life. But at that point, I was at the lowest of my love. And I really didn't share that with anyone. I went about my day being that happy, bubbly person that I am on the inside. I wake up saying, good morning, how y'all doing? Because that's just how I am. But I, I, I in the, on the inside, I was feeling this pull like, wow, I really blew it. Like, wow, uh, I don't even know which way I'm gonna go from here. I, I didn't even, I couldn't even wrap my mind around the next step in the next phase of my life. No, it's not about being obsessed with relationships. But I will say this, when you've been in a relationship for a long time, as I was, it's like a death. And when there's a death, there's a grieving period. There's grief that you go through. And with that, I went on my journey. And here's how Fifty Shades of Dating, it began. After I uh, divorced, I took off a year uh, just trying to wrap my mind around things. And eventually I said, you know, I'm gonna get myself together. I'm gonna get myself up, I'm gonna brush myself off and I'm gonna get back out there again. And so I did. I started uh, dating and what I found out was a dating in a place of being hurt, you do some crazy things. You do things that you would think that you would never do if you was in your right mind. <laughs> I mean, I've traveled some places uh, just to, you know, meet up with people and hang out and all that good stuff. And then uh, it went on for quite some time. I met some awesome people along the journey, even though there was never a love connection with a lot of the guys. It was more so like I, I began to make uh, connections for business. Uh, I, I began to make connection with people who actually uh, would help me even on my journey. I could call them with any type of question that I had about different things. 
And, and so it, it worked out in that area, but in the other area, boy, oh boy, oh boy, let me tell you, I have ran into some, <laughs> some interesting people. I ran into some interesting people who have interesting ways and their, their normalcies did not match my normalcies. I've met, I've met young men who thought that they were, I mean, good Lord, you had to be perfect. If you didn't align to what their perfect world was like, uh, you were dismissed very quickly. And so I'll just say this. It led me to begin to journal some of the crazy stuff, some of the buffoonery, some of the, uh, I would say, inconveniencing uh, or inconvenience moments that I had shared with people. And I began to write this book. I said, Lord, it's so crazy out here trying to date. I thought about, I said, man, dating is not just one way. You can't, uh, it's like opening up a can of beans or something. You know, you use the can opener and it goes around in a circle. You know, it's always going to be in a circle. And I don't know why I'm using this analogy, but I'm just being free. I'm just being me. Is that all right? Can we walk out today? Okay. So I'm just going on my journey and I'm thinking about this can of beans. It's just in a circle, right? I don't care if you use the electric can opener or if you use uh, the manual can opener. It's always going to go around in a circle. But with dating, oh my goodness. No, dating in this day and time, it is, it's not one size fit all. And so this is the reason why I penned my book. The name is 50 Shades of Dating, where one size does not fit all. Relationships are multifaceted and one size does not fit all. And you can actually find my book on Amazon. Yes, that's a shameless plug, but you can find my book now on Amazon. And what my book is doing for the masses is breaking down some of the mishaps, some of the different techniques in the different ways of dating in the society in which we live in. I talk about being single and dating, okay? I talk about being separated and dating, okay? What is it like to be single and dating? Well, first of all, when you're single and you're dating, and I'm not gonna give away everything in my book, I'm just gonna give you a snippet, okay? When you're single and dating, you have that time to really work on yourself, okay? You have time to really think about the things that you really desire to have in a relationship and you don't have to be in, in a, a rush to be committed to anyone for any reason. You're just taking your time and you're just enjoying the journey. And see, for me in the beginning, I was not taking my time. This is why I want to help so many of you. I was not taking my time. I was uh, meeting people and thinking as soon as I met that particular person, oh, this must be the one. Oh my goodness. Oh Lord, he is so fine. This is the things that are going on in my head when I'm meeting the person or I'm, I'm interacting with this person and everyone that I met, can I be honest? I always felt, is he the one Lord? Is he the one? Not understanding that I needed to work on me. I need to work on just one. And that one person was me. I needed to work on the healing process. I needed to work on my stress level. I needed to work on the feelings of being abandoned and rejected. All of those things needed to be worked on. But what I continued to focus on was the fact, oh my goodness, are they the one? Thank God the right one didn't show up then because I was a hot mess. I was tore up from the floor up. I was discouraged. 
I mean, mentally, I was all over the place. Yes, me being in ministry, yes. Even leaders, I don't care who you are, what you do, where you work, what you have. Mentally, we always need mental health checkups. Yes, we do. Now, I'm not trying to say I was crazy, y'all, okay? Don't get it twisted. But I am saying that I was not in my right mind, meaning that I was making bad choices because I was feeling bad about my situation. How about that? Hmm. That's good. I, I didn't think about it like that, but that's good right there. I was making bad choices at a time when I, I needed to sit down. I needed to sit my hind parts down. I needed to relax. I needed to delve into who is this person? I needed to be truthful to myself. And that is some things that we don't want to do. We don't want to be truthful with ourselves. But isn't it crazy and amazing how we want everyone else to be truthful with us? Please tell me, well, where do you work? What type of business do you have? How many kids do you have? We go down the list when we're interviewing. It could be vice versa, male or female. If you are a gentleman, this still applies to you. It's just coming from a vessel. I'm happening to be a woman, but I'm sharing nuggets for everyone. So this book is for you, 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 and you to help you dispel some of the myths. You see, what we do is, we always want to ask the Lord or ask the question just in general, what's going on? What is happening? What is the situation? I don't understand it, but we do need to start asking ourselves why. Why did things work out the way that it did? Was I a part of it? Was I a part of the shenanigans? And I would say to you, yes, we're all part of the shenanigans when things don't work out. So again, I, I know that I'm stirring the pot. I know that I'm talking about a lot of different things, but I really wanted to lay this foundation. I really wanted to get on my radio show today and just share with you my journey and to introduce to you to my book that I really believe is going to be just the beginning of people pulling back layers so that they can work on themselves while they are waiting for the right person to walk into their lives. And I'll say it again, while you are waiting for that person to walk into your life, there is so much work for you to do. And when you are single, let me just say, you are in the best time of your life. It may not feel like it all the time. And I can almost hear some of you saying, what do you mean that it's the best time of my life? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely lonely. I'm bored. You know, I get tired of hanging out with my friends and then I go home. You know, it's a good thing because you get to spend time with you. You get to find out exactly what are your likes, what things that that really that you can work on that you were that you were kind of saying to yourself before that uh, I just don't have time. But now you have time. Now you have time to work on you. And so now this is the time when you have to sit and be truthful with yourself. Even go to the point of writing some things down if you have to. Write down the things. You know, they say write the vision and make it plain. When you see things on paper, I've also heard it said, when you, uh, if it's written down, then it's real. If it's not written down, it does not exist. But when it's written down, it's real. And the truth is, I begin to take time to write down some things about myself, to discover, wow, I got some issues. <laughs> I started saying, wait a minute, let me work on me before I try to point a finger at anyone 
Let me work on me. Let me work on me and my sh shenanigans because I had a lot of stuff. I had a lot of things that I had to unpack. And I did, I took the time out and I just got right into it. And I said, okay, it's time for me to pull the layers off. It's time for me to be transparent. It's time for me to look at this whole ball of mess that I have got myself into and then work my way out. And that's what I've been doing for the past several years. And I wanna help you out too. I wanna help you discover your truth. I wanna help you get yourself aligned with really where you are and where you're going. You see, Fifty Shades of Dating, as I stated before, it talks about the singles in dating. It talks about being separated in dating. It talks about being divorced and dating. It talks about widowed and dating. I have so many topics. Why? Because through my experiences and through research, I have put in the missing pieces of why things may or may not be working out for some of you that might be on a quest to find that special person to spend the rest of your life with. So I want to just uh, give you a couple of, I would say insiders on this phenomenal book that I've taken the time out to write because I truly believed and I believe now that it's really gonna help some of you do the work. It's not just about, oh, let me read this book so I can get through it. No, it's taking time out to really figure out what in the world is going on with me. What in the world am I doing? So let me just, um, I know you may hear some papers ruffling. That's me going through my book um, and actually just trying to pull out a few things to share with you. Uh, okay, one of the things I want to talk about is um, while you're waiting. That's in chapter two. And I'm not going to go all into my book because I want you to get the book. The book is called Fifty Shades of Dating and that relationships are multifaceted. So one size does not fit all. But I want to say again, while you're waiting, while you're waiting, you need to do a few things. You need to do a few things. One of the things would be write down some of your goals write down some of your goals while you're single not while you're waiting for a man to come not while you're waiting for someone to help you no i'm talking about you right now write down some of your goals that's number one write down for number two what are some things right now that you know that you should be working on to change in terms of like, you know, it could be your finances. It could be working on your physical, your physique, working on uh, bringing down some of that weight. Uh, I know for myself, who Lord, I had to bring down some weight. I have to bring, I'm still working on it. You know, I'll get off the wagon. I get back on the wagon. I mean, listen, my, my radio show is about all realness. There's no fluff here. But the truth of the matter is we all have something that we need to work on. So whether it be your finances or even going to the gym, losing weight. Yeah, those are things that you, you know, the goals, your goals. Like if you want to buy a house, that's the number one. But number two, what are some things about you that are negative that you know that you need to change? And it could be some things that's 
family and friends may have pointed out to you. And like so many of us, we are in denial. We think that we are the best thing since sliced bread. And that's not always the case. Sometimes we are a hot mess in a, in a hand basket or we are a hot mess on, on what you call it on turbo. And we think that we have it all together and that's not always the case. But if someone has pointed out some things about you and you have been in that place where you deny it, maybe you need to rethink it. Maybe that's an area right now where you need to work on you. Maybe you're not a good listener and you listen, but you're not hearing them. You listen with the intent to interject so that you can talk. You just don't know. So here's the time while you're waiting. If you're single and you're listening to me, write down some of the things you need to work on. Okay. That's number two, like in terms of the negative side. Okay. So think about it. I give you my truth. My truth was I would always get very defensive when someone pointed out something about me that was negative, but I couldn't see it. It was negative, but I couldn't see it. These are some things that I just want you to, to think about, you know, along the journey. I'm not going to give away anything else. I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Work on some things while you're waiting. Okay. I'm going to come back another time and we'll talk about others, but that is something that I really want you to, uh, to work on. All right. So I'm about to wrap this up and I'll come back at a later time where we can delve into more of 50 shades of dating. And like I said earlier, you can get my book right on Amazon. I'm so excited about it. I'm super excited about it. So today is a good day for you to work on yourself while you're waiting for that right one to come along. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs>